0: Hello, everybody. How are you? Hi there. Hey, I have a quick fun episode for you today. It's not a full episode. Um, I've been releasing a new episode every Tuesday for about 10 weeks in a row and I've been really excited to do that for you but as you can imagine that takes a lot of time whenever uh, I also you know work and have other jobs and life and friends and things Uh, so yeah I'm gonna take a couple of weeks off I'm traveling visiting family friends during this crazy holiday season so I will have a brand new full-length episode on January 15th so make sure you check back in on January 15th I'll have a brand new episode for you Oh, no, you're thinking, what shall I do in the meantime? Well, might I recommend that you recommend this podcast to the family and friends that you're going to be seeing during the next few weeks? If you're sitting around a very tense uh, meal with your family? Maybe say, hey, you know what's nice? A podcast about nice things where my friend talks about what it's like to be a bus driver in Seattle or what it's like to have a certified nose or want to learn about birds. So anyway, just some options there to maybe help you out, lighten the mood and also selfless uh, or self selfless. Shameless. That's the word I wanted. Shameless self-promotion on my end. As always, if you could rate, review, subscribe, that would mean the world to me. I know I keep saying that, but I really do mean it. Every time I get a new rate or new subscription or a new review, I am over the moon pleased. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I genuinely want to hear from you. So please tweet at me. Um, I'm, I, I think you're nice at Twitter. I think you're nice on Instagram. Uh, Sarah at com is my email address. Tell me about the nice things that are going on in your life because I want to know what's going on with you. You doing good? Finding niceness out there? I hope so. So go ahead, get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. And for today, I wanted to read my hands-down favorite story from my childhood. It is not holiday-themed at all. Uh, in fact, it's kind of macabre. But I love this story. The story... I begged my dad to read it to me at night all the time. Um, And he told me that my grandfather, uh, Grandpa Panchar, he's the one who actually selected it for me when he and my dad were traveling in, I want to say, Colorado. So this crazy book, it's called Fairy Tales. Yep, just Fairy Tales. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, By Terry Jones. So if you are a comedy nerd, such as myself, you would know that Terry Jones was in... The Flying Circus. He was in Monty Python. Um, He was one of the actors, writers there and the director. He directed um, many of the Monty Python stuff, much of the Monty Python stuff. So anyway, uh, these fairy tales, as you can imagine, so think of Monty Python and now think about what kind of children's story they would write. And you are imagining correctly. These stories are odd, dark, mysterious, and fun and lovely and beautiful and teach gorgeous lessons just in a very atypical way, which is sort of my gym jam. So today I thought I would read my favorite story from Terry Jones Fairy Tales, entitled The Beast with a Thousand Teeth. So here we go. I'm just going to read you this little story, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did when I was a kid. A long time ago, in a land far away the most terrible beast that ever lived roamed the countryside. It had four eyes, six legs, and a thousand teeth. In the morning, it would gobble up men as they went in to work in the fields. In the afternoon, it would break into lonely farms and eat up mothers and children as they sat down to lunch. And at night, it would stalk the streets of the town looking for its supper. In the biggest of all the towns, there lived a a pastry cook and his wife, and they had a small child whose name was Sam. One morning, as Sam was helping to make pastries, Sam heard the mayor offered a reward of ten bags of gold to anyone who could rid the city of the beast. "'Oh,' said Sam, "'wouldn't I just like to win those ten bags of gold?' "'Nonsense,' said Father. "'Put those pastries in the oven.' That afternoon, they heard that the king himself had offered a reward of a hundred bags of gold to anyone who could rid the kingdom of the beast. "'Oh, wouldn't I just love to win those hundred bags of gold,' said Sam. "'You're too small,' said Father. "'Now run along and take those cakes to the palace before it gets dark.' So Sam set off to the palace with a tray of cakes balanced on their head. But Sam was so busy thinking about the hundreds of bags of gold that Sam got lost and it began to grow dark.' Oh dear, said Sam, the beast will be coming soon for his supper. I'd I'd better hurry up. Sam turned and started to hurry as fast as possible. But Sam was utterly and completely lost, didn't know which way to turn. Soon it was very dark. The streets were deserted and everyone was safe inside and bolted and barred their doors for fear of the beast. Poor Sam ran up this street and down the next, but couldn't find a way home. Then suddenly, in the distance... Sam heard a noise like thunder. The beast with a thousand teeth was approaching the city. Sam ran up to the nearest house and started to bang on the door. "'Please let me in!' Sam cried. "'I'm out on the streets and the beast is approaching. Listen, listen!' And Sam could hear the sound of the beast getting nearer and nearer. The ground shook and the windows rattled in their frames. But the people inside said, "'No, if they open the door, the beast might get in and eat them too!' So poor Sam ran to the next house and banged as hard as possible on their door, and the people told him to go away. Then Sam heard a roar. No matter how hard Sam ran, they could still hear the beast getting nearer and nearer. Sam glanced over their shoulder. There it was at the end of the street. Poor Sam, in fright, dropped the tray and hid under some steps. The beast got nearer and nearer until right on top of Sam and it bent down and its terrible jaws went snack. It gobbled up the tray of cakes and then turned to Sam. Sam plucked up all the courage in the world and shouted as loud as possible, Don't eat me, beast! Wouldn't you rather have some more cakes? The beast stopped and looked at Sam and then looked back at the empty tray and it said, "'Well, they were very nice cakes. "'I like the pink ones particularly. "'But there are no more left, so I'll just have to eat you.' "'And it reached under the steps where poor Sam was hiding "'and pulled Sam out in its great horny claws. "'Oh, po p please cried Sam. "'If you don't eat me, I'll make you some more. "'I'll make you lots of good things. "'I'm the child of the best pastry cook in the land. "'Will you make more of those pink ones?' asked the beast.' "'Oh, yes, I'll make you as many pink ones as you can eat,' cried Sam. "'Very well,' said the beast, and put Sam in his pocket and carried Sam to his lair. The beast lived in a dark and dismal cave. The floor was littered with bones of people it had eaten, and the stone walls were marked with lines where the beast used to sharpen its teeth. But Sam got to work right away and started to bake as many cakes as possible for the beast.' And when Sam ran out of flour or eggs or anything else, the beast would run into town and get them, although it never paid for anything. Sam cooked and baked and made scones and eclairs and meringues and sponge cakes and shortbread and doughnuts. But the beast looked at them all and said, "'But you haven't made any pink ones!' "'Just a minute,' said Sam, and took all the cakes and covered every one of them in pink icing. "'There you are,' said Sam." "'They're all pink ones.' "'Great!' said the beast and ate the lot. "'Well, the beast grew so fond of Sam's cake "'that it shortly gave up on eating people altogether, "'and it stayed home in its cave eating and eating, "'growing fatter and fatter. "'This went on for a whole year, "'until one morning Sam woke up to find the beast "'rolling around on the ground, beating the floor of the cave. "'Of course you can guess what was the matter with it.' "'Oh, dear,' said Sam.' I'm afraid all that pink icing is giving you a toothache. Well, the toothache got worse and worse, and because the beast had a thousand teeth, it was soon suffering the worst toothache that anyone in the whole history of the whole world had ever suffered from. It lay on its side and held its head and roared in agony until Sam began to feel quite sorry for it. The beast howled and howled in pain until it could stand it no longer. Please, Sam, help me. It cried. Very well, said Sam. Sit here and open your mouth. So the beast sat very still and opened its mouth, while Sam got out a pair of pliers and took out every single tooth in the beast's head. Well, when the beast had lost all its thousand teeth, it couldn't eat people any more. So Sam took it home and went to the mayor and claimed ten bags of gold as reward. Then Sam went to the king and claimed a hundred bags of gold as reward. Then Sam went back to live with mother and father once more, and the beast helped in the pastry shop and took cakes to the palace every day, and everyone forgot that they had ever been afraid of the beast with a thousand teeth. So like I said, not your traditional fairy tale, uh, but I love it. It's about a brave kid who is smart, clever, ultimately compassionate, and believes in redemption— Um, Maybe I'm reading too much into it, (laughs) but gosh, do I love that story. I love Sam. I love that beast with a thousand teeth. Sometimes we all just need a little pink icing to make everything okay. (laughs) Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful, happy, healthy, safe, gorgeous, fun, nice, and beautiful new year. Thanks, everybody. Take care.